Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 21 of the Monda Solution. Good morning, good morning, and I am your host, Jordan McDonald, with your co-host, B-Dubs, Brandon Wood. What's up, everybody? How are you, Jordan? Yes, I'm doing well. Good morning, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Had a good weekend. Uh, It's Monday right now as we record this. I'm not going to let you guys guess which Monday, (laughs) (laughs) but it is Monday. Yes. So, without further ado, I shall say that um, I like you. You're a cool person. Thanks, buddy. Uh, And I like you, everybody that's listening and watching. Thank you for your patronage. Uh, Please, if you like what we do, be sure to share, like, and subscribe. Uh, If you have any questions for us, we're always here to answer them. Just send us a link at podcast at trimondo.com or leave a comment anywhere that comments are made available. Just pretty much everywhere. That's right. (laughs) I love it. Today, we are picking up where we left off last time with part two of demographics and how uh, you need to think about them as they apply to your marketing strategy, because it's very important uh, to know about them. And uh, if you don't, you could be just wasting your money, spinning your wheels in the mud. Indeed. Indeed. One might say hyper important. <laughs> like if you're, if you're fishing for largemouth bass... Maybe don't head to the ocean. It's not going to go well. Be very considerate of where you're spending your marketing dollars and energy, right? Anyway, before you listen to this, people, go listen to the first part of this. The last episode. Do that. That was. This is episode 21. This podcast can officially drink now. Oh, my. <laughs> Dang it. Just when I decided to stop drinking, I, know, I can right? no longer drink with our podcast. <laughs> you still bartend. <laughs> That's pod, right. Podtend. I'll pod tend, I'll I'll pod designate driver. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. I love it. Last time we covered Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. Uh, And so this time we're just going to move on. We did skip Twitter because the the data was, it was just irrelevant at this point in time based Mm -hmm. upon the birth dates of the article. So. Yep, indeed. Yeah, so. Let me get this shared up and then we'll kick this off right where we dropped, which was on to... YouTube. So if you guys, um, <clears throat> some of you might be watching this on our YouTube channel. Awesome. You'll be able to see everything. And the link to the article that we're pulling notes from will be in the kind of description of the video. So check that out. But people that are listening, exclusively listening, whether it's on Spotify or Overcast or whatever that is, definitely check the show notes so that you can take a look at what we're doing. We try not to. I, I am more, way worse about it than Jordan is pretty good about it. Referring to things visually even though probably 75% of our audience is listening instead of watching. So I will try to avoid doing that. All is well. So I'll kick this off here. YouTube's first video premiered in 2005, which was also the year that Grey's Anatomy first aired. 81% of internet users have used YouTube at least once, and it's the world's second most used social platform. Recommended for you? (laughs) Haha. brushing up on some stats here we go right that was uh that was a joke i didn't catch it but that was in the wording and uh (laughs) here we are general youtube demographics (laughs) youtube has 2.56 billion users worldwide Uh, they have over 1.7 billion unique monthly visitors the average visitor spends 14 minutes and 55 seconds on youtube daily more hours of video content are being uploaded to youtube each year And in 2020, there were about 30,000 new hours of video uploaded each hour. 
as of 2021, the number of hours of YouTube streamed videos, sorry, as of 2021, the number of hours of YouTube videos streamed in one internet minute was 694,000 hours. Holy crap. That's amazing. It really is. I think it's important to point out here that of the 30,000 new hours uploaded each hour, there are very few of those that are good. (laughs) 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 There's a lot of throw-in stuff at the wall. Absolutely. (laughs) Just saying. Or recycled contents. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Reposts. Yep. Exactly. 52 different iterations of Charlie bit my finger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, as with each of these, I... I kind of have to bring up the point. First mm. item, 2.56 billion users of YouTube worldwide. What do they consider a user? Ryan, like is there are what did we decide? What did we decide? It was like 7.9 billion people in the world. Yep. They're almost almost 8. Something like that, yeah. Um obviously uh yeah, you know, I don't know the breakup of of ages there, but there's going to be I, I mean, I guess even a kid that's one or two could have a tablet in their hands watching a YouTube video potentially. Uh, maybe not not by choice, <laughs> uh, but regardless, I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to get into the ethics of that. I'm just saying, yeah. Is it, are those unique users? Did they prove that they were unique? Uh, I, yeah. Good question. I, I wonder if it's actual logged in users because a lot of people share, you know, like my son who's two and a half does not have a YouTube, <laughs> YouTube account, but he might watch like, you know, some kid show on YouTube that's using either my wife's account or my account, depending, you know. Um, and even then, like on our YouTube channel, so we use Apple TV and Roku quite a bit. And so on that, you can choose to be signed in. So as, you know, my wife or myself, we have separate automatically signed in things or a guest. And I wonder if they include that guest. I, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I would imagine the actual users, like real users, far exceeds that. I would say close, maybe not double, but pushing it. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> so in my app back in napkin math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That makes sense. Surely there are more people uh, uh, using that. Yeah. And maybe the stats have changed, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else? 14 minutes and 55 seconds on YouTube daily. So let's just say that's 15 minutes of average visitor daily watchage. And I mean, gosh, you think these days, and I don't think too much has changed since the inception of this article. Uh, you know, two, two years ago, two, three years ago, uh, right? Like there's always been a continuing push for shorter content, bite-sized content so that people can consume and then move on with their lives because people, creators were finding that long form content, uh, generally speaking, don't get me wrong. I watch a lot of long form content when I know that, when I know that the person, excuse me, the person that's speaking is an expert in that field. I'm absolutely going to watch. Of course, I will also hover and see where, you know, the, the hottest parts of the video are. So I don't have to necessarily waste my time. Uh, but it's interesting to see that, you know, 15 minutes, that could be three to seven short form video, uh, videos, or it could just be one or half of one long form. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I wonder how, what that has looked like over time, like in a historical sense, because if you're on the creator side of YouTube, and you certainly know this, I know this because I have my channel, you know, if you're on the creator side of YouTube, 
then you have all these different aspects where you can track retention. So you can see how long you're in a given video. You can see how long, if it's a 10 minute video, where do people drop off? Where do they re-engage with the video? All these different things um, in the analytics. What I wonder about that is how much that is influenced by people chasing the algorithm. Um, because chasing the algorithm is never good. Uh, it might seem good in the short term because it gets you like better retention, which equals better revenue. If you're if you're a creator who's taking revenue from these things, but at the end of the day, what it winds up with you doing is you're chasing down topics or things like that that uh, you may see think are relevant right now, but it's going to get you burned at some point. So I don't know. I, I'm curious as to how much that is influenced by people chasing the algorithm such as it is, you know? Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, um, I happen to just find same website. So we're, <clears throat> excuse me, got a frog in my throat today. Ribbit. So we're, <laughs> Hey, get out of there. <laughs> so, so we're using these stats, uh, this article, uh, from Hootsuite, uh, but there's a, there's a newer article, uh, for just YouTube from February of last year, which indicates that the average, um, I saw it in the search result, <clears throat> visitors spend an average of 19 minutes a day on YouTube. So just in the last two years, uh, well, from 2020 to 2022, it was a jump of four minutes, which is significant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. It's almost 30%. Good God. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So YouTube age and gender demographics. In the United States, 46.1% of YouTube users identify as female and 53.9% identify as male. I'm curious about that. 77% of internet users in the USA ages 15 to 25 use YouTube. Um, so, okay. Here's here's a th I'm curious about that because we, we talked a little bit about the gender breakdown. So, I, I wonder why it's higher for guys. I really do. I, I, I mean, I know for me that like, I, for instance, the heating coil went out on our dryer and it's a thousand dollar dryer. I'm not going to buy another dryer because I'm not that much of a douche that I can't get around a little bit of planned obsolescence. So I bought the heating element <clears throat> and I went on, it effectively was embedded. So like I did a uh, search for you know, model number and heating coil replacement. And it, I don't think it, it was a YouTube video, but I think it was embedded on their site. So they actually, whoever this appliance company was, they did a great, great job. Their SEO was spectacular. Now, granted, it's a pretty damn niche product, but they were the top rated thing. And I then sat there and easily my video, watching that video alone, cranked that average up to, <laughs> to 19 minutes because, you know, I wanted to go step-by-step step and you have to basically disassemble the entire thing. So, um, as I was doing that, I, I wonder if there are, there's a lot of how to, I, and that, and not that women don't do that, certainly not, because um, my daughter in the past, um, I don't let her use much YouTube these days, but um, would watch a lot of like makeup tutorials and things like this. Um, and she's 13. So she would watch those things. So, yes, I guess the how to, whether it's changing a dryer part or, contouring your face i don't know but at the end of the day <clears throat> i wonder if it's because guys there's a tendency um for guys to tend to be more uh how to -y, like how do i do this how do i do this and a lot of the content 
<clears throat> like Dude Perfect. If you've ever seen Dude Perfect, Jordan, oh, you should watch it. It's a rabbit hole and you'll see exactly why. Dudes are going to watch that. Some girls may watch it, but not as much as guys. And it's it's the whole in channel. The whole channel is established around guys making trick shots with like basketballs or frisbees or whatever. So anyway, I wonder if that's the why because a lot there are more females. And correct me if I'm wrong, but there are more females as we looked at it in the last thing who are watching um, like Instagram and things like that. But I wonder because this article is written in late 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what the onset of YouTube shorts and the pressing of YouTube shorts, how that has shifted that demographic breakdown, because I would bet you that there's a little more in terms of uh, women engaging with those YouTube shorts. Maybe my hypothesis. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. You bring up a great point, right? Like, uh, yes, I, I think there is a general consensus that Right. It's the handyman, right? Yes. I think there's a reason um, this nomenclature is, exists and persists, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you know, I'm not saying, yeah, you know, men, women, right? They can they can search for whatever they want. Yep. But typically speaking, the guys that I've known uh, out of out of many, at least three, <laughs> <laughs> they, they have been the ones that uh, are quick to get the hacksaw out or the sawzall or yeah. or open up that electrical breaker box and uh you know take a stab at it even if uh you know <laughs> sometimes literally <laughs> <bites> them. yeah <laughs> yeah uh but i will say yeah like i watched this video um <clears throat> this this channel project farm and this guy is he's on a farm right and he's he's always like reviewing these products nice and the way he does it he, he like does it without ads and he takes you know the top 10 products whether it's like it's a type of self tapping concrete screw, or maybe it's like the best oil for your lawnmower. Right. It's, and it's just, it's, it's, it's content that simply doesn't exist in the same quality. Uh, but anyway, I'm getting off topic here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's videos like this yep. where it's like, it's just like, Oh man, I'm going to watch that. I mean, I'm sure you could, um, you could fast forward to the end to, mm -hmm. to get the synopsis, or you could just scroll down in the comments uh, to look for the person that says, Okay, did somebody somebody just tell me what this guy said? Yeah. I don't have time for this. A little but, TLDR. Yeah, but <laughs> but regardless, yes. How how doers? How do we? How to doers? <laughs> Dude, I I have a, a channel that I, I as you know I have a I like at these ideas of channels and then I kind of establish them but don't put it. I haven't put any content on. So like in the last few months, I've got like three of them, um, all of which I'm kind of spinning things up for. But this one called DIY Dad. And that's what it is. And it's because I am not special, certainly not in the way of like doing those things. But sometimes like I, I feel like the, the experts, the, for instance, the, um, the guy who did the heating coil replacement on my dryer, right? He's an expert. I think that there's something to be uh, gleaned from like just an average dude doing it. You know what I'm saying? So, that's kind of what that was. And it's just like little hacks and stuff like that. It's not meant to be like, here's how to replace the heating coil on a Samsung, blah, 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 washer, dryer. So you don't even know if there's washer dryer. <laughs> <laughs> it could be heating. First, establish if it's a washer dryer. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you win. Yeah. Special prize. Yeah. Good times. All right, Jordan. YouTube yeah, moving on geography to YouTube stats. Geography stats. Yeah. YouTubers are most likely to be in the United States. 
followed by, you guessed it, India, then China. I think this is the first time China's made our Yeah, that's list. interesting. Yeah, it makes me wonder, right? It's uh it's notoriously hard and only growing harder to acquire data about China mm-hmm. uh, because of their own machinations. And yeah, so it's interesting that China's on this list. Uh, you know, when you hover over that link, where does it go? Alexa. Alexa is that is that is that like a real link? Yeah. Is this really like Amazon's Alexa? Yeah. Come come. No, see. no, no. Alexa is a um it's but been it around for go. a long time. It's like an internet like ranking system that's been around for a oh, long really? time. Yeah. Well it okay, <clears throat> sure. But it okay. Well today Alexa.com does go to Amazon's cloud. Does it really? AI. It does. I wonder if they bought it. I think they did. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. But at the time of this article, who knows if where it went exactly. Hard to say. Uh, so YouTube's ad reach is the largest in the Netherlands, 95% potential range. Then South Korea, 94%. And New Zealand, 93.9%. Again, that's YouTube's ad reach, right? Uh, the ability to reach the audience or audiences in those countries. I mean, that's huge. 95% in the Netherlands. Wow. You could You could reach... Almost all of them. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so interesting. Um, the <clears throat> so I think the China thing. So this is I, I am curious about this because do you watch Silicon Valley? I know I've asked you this before. I've watched like the first season. Okay, so it's in, been a while. I did not watch. I think the la- I can't remember. I need to go back and watch it because it's a hilarious show. Yeah, but yeah. in one of them they have this guy played by I think Johnny O Yang. Um, I forget his name, and he's like a Chinese immigrant. Um, in the show and I think in real life, although I think he's from Hong Kong or something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> but on the show, he, um, he's like establishes new fill in the blank, new fill in the blank. And he kind of like steals IP. Like, it's very funny because through the entire show, he's this, I don't know, dude who's just like some sort of intern or something. He's really quiet and he's not really doing anything. <clears throat> and then in this season that I'm referring to, all of a sudden you see that he's been like just yanking all of their tech for Pied Piper, which is their, you know, their thing in the, in the show anyway. And it's like new Pied Piper, new Google, new YouTube. And, and the Chinese government is the CCP is very locked down on a lot of these things. Like, I don't think you can get on, too many things you know they they control and what you can get on is heavily heavily filtered so i'm very curious about that i I wonder if they're accounting for people using vpns and things like that i don't know yeah yeah it's a it makes you question that statistic in general Mm -hmm. um but but i'm not surprised that right the americans uh given our i believe still increasing obesity rates yep um are you know I have a propensity to sit on the couch and watch, you know, another four minutes uh, every couple of years. Well, and you know, the, the, the thing about YouTube, and I say this as, as a creator on YouTube as well, uh, is that YouTube is probably one of the easiest places to go in and realize actual revenue, like money in your pocket um, by creating content, good, bad, or indifferent. Doesn't, I'm not, it's not a mandate on that, but like, it's very easy. You sign up for a Google ads account, that's kind of it. Uh, now there are restrictions. I think you have to have X amount of subscribers in order to do that. But if, if you chase that algorithm for like 
30 seconds, you'll, you'll get subscribers. Um, it's, it's very interesting anyway. So I wonder if that's, so it's, it's, it's a self-fulfilling machine, you know, it does a good job of that. They're like, these people are going to create more content about what they want to talk about because we make it easier. And it's probably one of the most, um, high value in terms of Google's, uh, I would love to see, you know, those uh, Statista, I think who are many of these stats are pulled from. I think they do one of those. No, it's something called charter that I actually follow on Instagram. Um, and I'm sure they have one of these things and it's like, where does fill in the blank revenue come from? And it shows different streams, uh, charter. Let's see charter daily S C H A R T R daily.com. And so for, I'll show you for instance, this is not one. If you're watching, I'm real. If you're just listening, I'm really sorry. So this is Six Flags, and it's like where their revenue comes from. So you've got total revenue of 1.36 billion. Like where does revenue come from? It breaks down where does revenue come from and where do expenses go. And then this green down here is operating profit. So I'm certain that they've done uh, YouTube because they do these every now and again, and it's pretty fascinating. Like visualizing the United States government budget. Turns out we're way in the hole. No. I bet you guys are surprised by that. Uh, Tinder and the match group. I guess Tinder is part of the match group. Look at that. That's crazy. Yeah. So they break down all these things. Fascinating. Fascinating. Wait, they didn't have any profits? Uh, let's see. They did. It's just not in green. So like... Um, oh, what? what what's so the whole match <laughs> group, switch. I believe, is match.com, Tinder. I don't know what other brands. It says emerging brands. I think brands. it's like Grindr. Is it? Uh, I, don't, I think they hinge. own like all of them. Yeah. Let's see. Match. Anyway, they go into this in great detail, but yeah, they have profit of $852 million. Um, Direct revenue is $2.9 billion. Total match group. Total match group revenue is $3 billion because there's a there's $60 million coming in from advertising, which I guess is a new revenue stream as of when this ad this graphic was created January 20th of this year. But then they, they have a lot of cost to revenues and sales and marketing and so on and so forth. So anyway, Charter is fascinating. C-H-A-R-T-R daily on uh, Instagram. So check that out. Anyway, point being, uh, I wonder what that looks like. So let's take a look at devices before I go down a philosophical rabbit hole about <laughs> <laughs> revenue. All right, I'll see you on Grinder later. Yeah. <laughs> see you there, buddy. Um, devices. 78.2% of YouTube users are accessing the site using a desktop computer. I do not believe that. <laughs> it doesn't say exclusively. That's true. That's true. Fair, fair point. Uh, mobile users visit double the number of YouTube pages that desktop users do. And it's because it's you just scroll <laughs> like your thumb is right there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in the U.S., 41% uh, of YouTube users access YouTube via a tablet device. Again, not exclusively. It does not say that. Mm -hmm. In worldwide, users spend an average of 23.9 hours per month accessing YouTube from mobile devices. Let's see. What is that? YouTube time spent using mobile app. That's interesting. Um, so from a device, I, you know, none of these things say exclusively, so it's really hard to actually glean any information from this little device yes. <laughs> chunk, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I, if anything, the thing that stands out to me is the, the worldwide average hourly usage per month is almost a complete day. Yeah. Am I misreading this? No, you're, like, you're right. Uh, 
an entire day from you know zero 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 to you know twenty four hundred. Yeah, we'll debate if that's a thing or not later. I guess um, that's that's a lot of YouTube. It is, <laughs> and I guess holy cow. like if you cobble it all together, somebody sends you a clip, you watch thirty seconds, you know, and, and then you watch five minutes of this next thing, and then you watch five, and and you know. You've got again shorts. I think are increasing the usage rates purely on mobile, uh, but not purely on mobile, but largely on mobile. So anyway, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to break down this graphic here. Uh, if you can't see it, it's uh, a graphic of YouTube time spent using mobile, and my mouse like went away. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't zoom in. What's that say? Is that South South Korea? South, South Korea. Wow. Holy cow. South Korea spends 39 uh, you know, hours, almost 40 hours a month. Average, average, average use of YouTube. Um, yeah. So, so do you know what I'd love yeah. to do with this is track alongside this where we certainly can't do this now. I mean, we could, but we shouldn't <laughs> track along that. Those same numbers replacement rate by country. And for those of you that don't know mm-hmm. what a replacement rate is, if it takes two human beings to have a baby, a male and a female, then um, the replacement rate needs to be two for it to be a one-to-one replacement rate. So you're replacing the population the same at the same rate as those two parents ultimately dying. You have to produce two people. Um, so the replacement rate, to maintain current economic standards, so on and so forth, must be two, but it is not two. So for those of you who aren't paying any attention to replacement rate, it's going to drop off a cliff like China has screwed itself for the next 50 years. But anyway, um, I wonder if there's a correlation between time spent using YouTube and replacement rate because 40 hours a month is time you could have been spending finding a mate and getting busy and replacing <laughs> yourself just or literally doing anything else that was creative yes and, you know productive instead of mm-hmm. consumptive yes good call. right <clears throat> good call but yeah capitalism yep. we all make our choices Boom. We? we do youtube demographics by income and education uh, so 90 percent of americans who make 75k a year or more use youtube shocker right so the 10 percent of people making more than 75k they're just, they're just not into it, I guess. 89% of Americans with a college degree say they've used YouTube. Say, right? Say. So the, maybe some of them are lying. <laughs> no, I never use YouTube. What do you well, mean? Well, the other 10% are like people who got their PhDs in 1974. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I think if, if my dad were... That's a good point. They're not, they're not necessarily lying. Like my dad may have accidentally stumbled upon YouTube yeah. one day, but uh, I, I don't think you would go there by choice. Right. Right. <laughs> Probably because it's, it can be a miserable experience for a, for a newcomer. If you don't pay, if you're just bombarded with ads and pre-roll, mid-roll, post-roll pop-up, you know, just like it, it can be an ad nightmare, fever dream almost. Oh yeah. And non-skippable ads, by the way, sometimes. Sometimes. A lot, a lot of times, yep. yeah. Or you don't know you can skip it if yeah. if you're not used to it. Yeah, there's that skip button that shows up, and you're like, oh, an ad. You're you're preconditioned by TV to have to watch the ad. Um, yes. Yeah, 
I, yeah, my son, it's funny. He's two and a half and he's like, when a commercial comes on, you can just tell because it's loud and like very uh, manic, I guess. And he's like, commercial. And again, we're a purely streaming household. Like we don't have cable. We have YouTube TV, which by the way, separate thing. YouTube TV is pretty fantastic. I will say like we cut the cord to regular cable and just use YouTube TV, um, which is separate from YouTube. It's quite great. And you can actually pay an upgraded thing. You're going to see some commercials, things like that, because it's just regular television. But it's very interesting how we have become differently conditioned. And we have, you know, we have the Hulu that we pay extra. So I don't know what we pay so that we don't have to watch ads, you know? So it's very interesting. And then their channels, I'll say this, their channels that like go hard on the ads, bro. Like I'm rewatching Mythbusters because I love Mythbusters. Dude, they go so hard after the ads. It's insane. I don't know if it's that. It's Discovery, obviously. But like when the commercial comes on, it's like three minutes of commercials sometimes. And they have, so I have a buddy who works at KeyBank. And they were like four KeyBank ads in a row. I'm like, dude. So I said to him the other day, I was like, what the hell is happening there for? Are you guys that hard up? I mean, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. It's crazy. But they do a lot of ads on Mythbusters and it's, it's discovery and I get it. You got to pay for it, but God almighty. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> LinkedIn. Okay. Hi, we came across your profile and we'd love to connect with you. LinkedIn or connect you with LinkedIn. This work and career-oriented platform was founded in 2002. Yes, it is the most experienced platform on this list, which really vibes with the professional nature of the app. Oh, and it also came out the year Avril Lavigne (laughs) released her first album, Let's Go, or Let Go. For those of you that (laughs) were wondering, (laughs) you're going, what year did Avril Lavigne's Let Go come out? And Skater Girl, right? Skater Girl. She was a skater girl. You said, see you later, boy. He wasn't good enough for her. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Rocking on MTV. Okay. Anyway, I like LinkedIn. LinkedIn is great. Um, I don't use it nearly (laughs) as much as some people do, but there's a lot to be gleaned there. So general LinkedIn demographics. uh, There are are 810 million LinkedIn members worldwide. 49 million people use LinkedIn each week to search for jobs, and six people are hired each minute. In the USA, 22% of LinkedIn members visit the site daily, and 57 million companies worldwide have a business page on LinkedIn. So... I wonder, okay, so there's a tool from LinkedIn that I've used called Sales Navigator, um, Sales Nav, which is really great. Um, I don't post nearly as much on LinkedIn as some people do. Uh, I'm not opposed to it. I think that LinkedIn is very good. Uh, If you are a job seeker, the reason that I think LinkedIn is good is because, yes, you can apply for things for sure, but what's really compelling about that is applying for things based on who you know, because it's who you know, not what you know. Um, that's what I would say. I'd say like, if you're, I, I, there was somebody who was, oh, this guy, I bought this guy, this desk off of uh, Amazon or Facebook Marketplace yesterday. Um, and this guy was getting his PhD at CU Boulder. And then he just kind of was like, well, PhD is not for me. And he said his undergrad is in chemical engineer. 
chemical engineering, I guess his graduate degree is in chemical engineering as well. Um, and he was going, he was studying to get a PhD in biological engineering, but decided it's just not for him. And I said, have you started looking for a job? And he goes, yeah, I'm going to start looking, you know, applying here and there. And I was like, bro, work your network, find out who, you know, find a company that you like and find those people, like go and look for people that you know, or you can, especially people that you know well, and you can be like, Hey Jordan, listen, I'm looking for this thing over here. Do you know anybody at this company? And frequently you can see exactly who that person is. So work your network is the moral of the story. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So LinkedIn. Yeah. It's such a useful place. And what I like about it is the, the lack of clutter, right? The lack of nonsense. It's almost always on point. I'm not a heavy LinkedIn user. Uh, You know, I, I mean, where I'm using YouTube 97 days out of every four months. Oh, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. LinkedIn, it's clean. It's to the point. It's business oriented. I mean, it's such a unique platform out of all the other platforms that we've discussed, right? Like it is really the place. Uh, I, I can't even think of a competing platform that does anything analogous to what they're doing at that level. There is No, I mean, pl- other places kind of, niche themselves into other things like Glassdoor. I guess there's kind of a function, but Glassdoor is more for employees, both past and present to um, rank a company. And this is certainly an element to that. But, you know, I get, I agree with you. LinkedIn being able to really um, complement and uh, validate somebody's skills and give uh, recommendations and all those sorts of things. It's uh, yeah, I agree. It's, it's a very cool platform. Um, but I don't think enough people spend enough time there. Oh, pro tip. If you created LinkedIn using your job email address, don't do that. You can and you should have your job email address in there. But God, please have is your primary email addresses on LinkedIn, your personal email address. Just because things change. Like when I first started my LinkedIn, uh, I forget where. Oh, I know exactly where. I'll leave it gone where it was. It doesn't really matter. But I was at, this is years ago. And it was my job and I could get it back, but good Lord, what a pain in the butt to get that thing back. So pro tip, don't <laughs> attach it to your work email alone. Yeah, that, that's, that's a great pro tip. And, um, I will add after this, I'm going to hit the plus button on podcast skills, there you go. uh, on your LinkedIn page. hosting, uh, at least you'll have one hosting there. editing. <laughs> yeah. Pre-production, post-production, production, jo- you name jokes. It. <laughs> uh, yeah, tangents? tangents oh yeah you tangent master tangent tentacle yeah i think okay. that tag just no, says no. squirrel <laughs> <laughs> okay moving yes. on to linkedin age and gender demographics 43 percent of users are female 50 percent are male if you haven't noticed and did, did i say that 50. Oh, sorry. 57%. I was thinking about, you see, I can't do two things at once here. 53, 43. Okay. My goodness. 43% of users are female. Five, 7%, 57 are male, right? If you haven't noticed this trend as we've been going through these different social media platforms, uh, well, actually it, it had gone female Yep. and then, then it just bounced all the way back to male pretty predominantly. 59.1% of all LinkedIn users worldwide are between the ages of 25 and 34. The next biggest user base is the 18 to 24 age group. 
making up 20.4%. So again, that's almost 60% of all LinkedIn users worldwide are between 25 and 34. Wow. That's significant. Hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in the US, 40% of American internet users, hold on. <laughs> is there somebody that isn't an internet world, user? Use the I, World Wide Web. Yeah. <clears throat> Those people uh, on that show just, alone <laughs> account for the other 60%. <laughs> so 40% of American internet users ages 46 to 55 use LinkedIn. I, I don't know what they mean by internet users. I don't think there's somebody in this. Uh, you have to. How can you not use the internet? Go on that like, show it, alone. What, it's, I'm telling you. Oh, you! Oh, you weren't. I I didn't know you were referencing it. I just laughed anyway. Oh yeah, um, or naked and afraid, oh, unless yeah. unless a smartphone is the thing you choose to cover up your junk from getting sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we have gone awry. Wow, here we go. I, I'm still flabbergasted by this sixty percent being uh, twenty five to thirty four years of age. Yeah, um, that's wild. Uh, I, uh, yeah, that is well crazy. I, I would think that it would be higher than that. And and maybe I guess it's who you see. I, I will say this also. I would love to see the breakdown because a lot of the people that I see actually posting on LinkedIn, not, uh, it feels like I have, this is purely observed stuff. Um, and this is, there's no data to back this up other than Brandon's eyeballs. It feels like women post more posts on LinkedIn than men i think uh I, i'd be curious like of users who actually participates more like where and i guess again that's kind of one of those breakdowns that you get into deeper and deeper and deeper but what's the actual breakdown of truly using linkedin um i don't know i feel like whether it's and what what pieces of linkedin or how, what is the breakdown of people using the recruiting tool as a recruiter uh, the breakdown of people using it to search for jobs, the, pe the breakdown of people using Sales Navigator. Uh, Sales Navigator is a powerful tool. Um, so I'd be very curious to see all those things. Anyway, I digress. Yes, yeah. More questions More than questions answers than here. Answers, yes. Um, okay. Uh, LinkedIn geography, demography. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> yeah, Demographics. Did. Yeah. So the country with the largest LinkedIn audience is the USA. That is the weirdest way to phrase that sentence. <laughs> Wouldn't it be the United States has the largest LinkedIn audience? I guess. That's weird. 30% of urban Americans use LinkedIn, but only 15% of Americans living in rural areas use the platform. That is a no-brainer, and we will circle back to that almost immediately. Uh, there are over 185 million LinkedIn members in the United States, more than 85 million members in India, more than 56 million in China, and more than 55 million members in Brazil. As of January 2020, Iceland has the highest LinkedIn audience reach. Wait, didn't they have the highest something else that we just talked about? Was it YouTube? Above was, I think it was the Netherlands. Oh, okay. The 95% YouTube average. Yeah. That's it, they might this isn't there, though. ad reach. This is audience reach. Iceland has the highest LinkedIn audience reach, uh, with a, a reach of ninety four. To be fair, what is the population of Iceland? Let's <laughs> let's talk about this for a second. I feel like it's not huge. I could be wrong. Three hundred seventy six. How much? Three seventy six. Yeah, I mean, come on. 
Yeah. And it's very cold much of the year. You're just sitting in your house scrolling LinkedIn wondering for warmer places <laughs> to go work. But you could say the exact opposite about the Cayman Islands, which is second on that list. Yeah, but again, what's the population of the Cayman Islands? Yeah, I mean, it's pro- probably even less. And, probably like yeah. 80,000. People are going, you know? and they get island fever. You stuck. <laughs> yeah. You're like, and Andorra. What is this? Like, look at all these. <clears throat> 65, Andorra? 000, yeah. What's the population of Andorra? Welcome <laughs> welcome to population statistics with Jordan and Brandon. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. 78,000. There you go. And USVI? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. It is. Survey says 105. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it just, it's interesting. And then it goes United States. And then you kind of pop back up. Although Malta has to be. Anyway, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. So, let me uh, comment on the 30% of urban Americans using LinkedIn. Here's Brandon's hypothesis. So, take it with a handful of salt. So, <clears throat> because I'm brilliant. Um, 30% of urban Americans are using it, but only f- in, in rural America, no one cares what you're doing on LinkedIn. That is much more <clears throat> a place of who, you know, like, you know, the people that you work with, especially these small towns where you form much more genuine relationships. And quite frankly, that's the way that it should be, you know, relationships, whether it's in uh, sales or finding a job or what have you people that, and I say this is somebody in sales, right? So let's keep that in mind. <clears throat> the people that God, I'm clear my throat a lot today. People that are like, I'm trying to sell you and I just want to sell you. There's no, nothing else. And they don't care if they're selling a cup or a speaker or a pen or a pencil, pencil, but <laughs> people that are just trying to get that sale across the board. Um, there's there's no genuineness there. It's it's just the sale, and and I understand that. But at the end of the day, if you want a, a relationship and a client that's going to last a long time, be an evangelist for you or, or a champion or whatever, you have to develop those relationships. And I feel like in rural settings that happens much more because there's much less infrastructure. Like if if you have a culvert that collapses on the way to your house, the city is not coming to fix that for you. Like you have to go find Bob down the road. Who's got a backhoe. Who's going to help you replace that thing, you know? So I feel like that's kind of a no brainer, but yeah, only 15%. I'm, I'm surprised it's even that high. And I think that those 15% are probably like 18 year old kids who are like, I got to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. And I'll, I'll add to that in a different lens and that's the perspective of the people the age groups that are using it just like we referenced above right it was 25 to 34 year olds make up this you know this vast majority of the users uh, at least for the united states and uh when i think about that i i think again of my father and people of his ilk right they're used to living in a world in an urban environment where it was more based upon who you know and making those personal connections. If you wanted a job, why not just show up there and ask for yeah. one? Right. Like it's it's so such a you know, it's the way it, it's the way it should be, but it's the way it, it no longer is in many cases, in most cases. Uh but but yeah, so I think there's a, a reticence, um, not on all of the individuals that are older, uh to, against using LinkedIn, but I think there is something there. 
Uh, and, and because of that, right. That's why we see, um, you know, only 30% of urban Americans using LinkedIn when for sure <laughs> there's more than 30% of urban Americans that have a job yeah. or are looking for a job, uh, in this market. Right. So it's, it's just interesting. Uh, you know, that number seems really low, but there's a lot going on behind it. Does. And I mean, I guess they're not accounting. So does that mean that the other 55% are suburban, you know, uh, or exurban? Uh, oh yeah. I mean, or yeah. who knows? Who, who knows? knows? All right. LinkedIn demographics by, is it me? It is you. Did I just take your, do it. Do it. You did do can't see Brandon was giving me that, that evil eye. He's stink eye. I don't know. LinkedIn demographics by income and education. 50% of U.S. adults who earn over 75K a year use LinkedIn. I, oh, this stat was the same. Oh, sorry. This stat reminds me of one that we just mentioned. I think it was YouTube, but it might yep. not have been 50%. Uh, and 89%, that number, uh, that number is exactly the same. 89% of U.S. adults who have a college degree use LinkedIn. But I think in the case of YouTube, it was, it was that they said they yes. used YouTube. Um, so I wondered if they're playing fast and loose with their wording here in this, in this stat. I'm um, it's only 50% of us adults, which reminds me of that woman who was like 50 us us Americans. Remember that beauty pageant check years ago. I'll have to send you a link later from yeah. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cross the streams, bro. That's right. We're on LinkedIn. Yeah. 50% of us adults who earn over $75,000 a year use LinkedIn, but this could this could tie back into um, maybe maybe those older age groups mm. just do not want to use LinkedIn for whatever reason. Maybe, you know, in many cases, right, uh, I'm not saying in all, but in many cases as you progress uh, from what I've seen in my careers of different, of different stripes, as you go further along, it's less likely that you need to just like get a headhunter yep. to to job hunt. It's it's mostly you have a network as as we've discussed. You have a network, and it's just easier to use that network to get your next job uh, without all going through all those loopholes than it is actually fine. So why be on LinkedIn if you don't if, right. if you have every connection that you already need in your uh, Rolodex? Right. Yeah, it's uh, I, YouTube. I. <sighs> I just have to think I, there's so much more data that needs to be gleaned from that because it's 50% of us adults are earning over $75,000 a year. Um, there becomes a point where you're beyond and I don't 75,000 seems low, but like <clears throat> if you're making probably North of 200 K a year, then <clears throat> LinkedIn, unless you're an influencer on LinkedIn, but LinkedIn is probably not where you're spending your time and energy. And if you are looking for a new job, there are people recruiting the crap out of you, you know, so they're not, they may be finding you. And what is a YouTube or a <clears throat> LinkedIn user, right? So like there are people that have created accounts and sales navigator will show you this very, very quickly that have created accounts in 2002 when, the, you, you know, 20 years ago and never touched LinkedIn again. You know, so, <clears throat> and I mean, their picture, their picture is them as like a fresh out of college <laughs> dude working job. He's like, and it's like graduated college in 1984. And you're like, that is not the case. <laughs> that picture is generous. <laughs> so <clears throat> I wonder, there's, uh, there's a lot more to be gleaned, I think there, but yeah. 
LinkedIn. I like LinkedIn. Sales Navigator is dope. Check it out if you haven't. <laughs> okay. Your turn. Heck yeah. All right. Pinterest. Pinterest demographics. Yes. Pinterest. I believe it's pronounced Pinterest. Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest. <laughs> more, more likely the case. Uh, I didn't say that. No. Aspiration and inspiration are fed on Pinterest. This, quote, visual discovery engine, close quote, is the 14th most popular platform in the world and experienced huge growth during the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. They had an unprecedented 37% increase in users from the prior year. Pinterest first launched in 2010, eight years after LinkedIn, the same year The Last Hunger Games book came out. Can I say something real quick? You know those, you may have seen these memes and sorry, I'm cutting you off before you get to the general Pinterest demographics. Those memes that are like, Americans will do anything to not use the metric system. They're like, this car is 37 <laughs> gerbils long. <laughs> That's what I feel like they're doing here. Pinterest launched in 2010. That, I, hey, I know you were wondering. Yes, the same year that the last, not the first, Hunger Games book came out. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know how they're long trying. 37 gerbils is, by the way, but I'll figure that out. Well, it depends on the gerbil. I'm going to find out right now. Is it an African gerbil or an Eastern European gerbil? Okay. Well, I will figure it out. (laughs) Okay. On to the general Pinterest demographics. Pinterest has 431 million monthly active users. 85% of pinners, pinners, oh no, 85% of Pinteresters Use the social media platform to start a new project. And you're, you're just you're just biting at the bit to tell me the link. I got to find it. Aren't you? Going it. Oh, okay. You're still looking? <clears throat> 26% of American Pinterest users use the site daily. And what is this graphic? Daily, weekly. Hmm. So it, it, it looks to me that on a monthly basis... People that use Pinterest, okay. People who use Pinterest use Pinterest monthly. 91% say they use it monthly of all the users. 68% say they use it weekly. And 26% say they use it daily. All right. But needless to say, it's obviously, you know, as of time of writing, late 2021, it is the 14th most popular network. And yeah, 431 million monthly active users really shows that, you know, we've been talking about billions up until this point. Um, so it's, it's really just a drop in the bucket, but there's a lot of active users. Uh, I, so this is the one uh, platform <clears throat> that my 13 year old daughter is allowed to use. She can watch YouTube here and there, but um, this is when she, she's not on Snapchat and all that crap. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's one that is much more, Again, what's it called? What do they call it up above? They call it a design inspiration. Is that what they? Aspiration and inspiration. Yeah. D- visual discovery engine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's very good. Um, I, I And mostly, and I could be very, certainly somebody can prove me wrong about this. Um, I think it's because it hasn't been infiltrated by like sexual predators. Because why? I mean, I guess it could be. I don't know how. But that's probably why, yeah. The, 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 if people don't have a look or a thing to promote, why are you there? People aren't going to just go on Pinterest and like ramble, like wax philosophical about 
politics or something. It doesn't make any sense. So they can't, right? Am I misunderstanding the platform? Uh, it's like you can search for things, you can pin them to collections, but I didn't realize there was a commenting function from a public facing perspective. Is there? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I show oh, so much okay. time I spend on Pinterest. <laughs> uh, yeah, my I'm, I could be wrong. Maybe it's changed in the years since I used it. But uh, yeah, I thought you could just you look right. It's a visual discovery engine. You're looking for something. It shows you a whole bunch of related images. Like, I don't know, maybe you're looking for cool tennis shoes. Yep. Right. And you just don't happen to be anywhere near Brandon's basement. Right. <laughs> and you're like, I, I need. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, hey, what about this? Did you think, you know, it's, it's not saying that in words, but it's like showing you images of different shoe styles that maybe you didn't consider, but are germane to the thing that you search for. And then you can pin it to a board called tennis shoes. Um, and I guess you can make your pin boards public. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, I guess I didn't think maybe they're. Yeah. When I use it, there was not a commenting feature. Um, I don't know. I wonder. So it's like it's like impossible to to um, I don't know. At least it was impossible to to like, you know, just go off on somebody yeah. for their poor taste. I can't style, believe right? you like that color. Jerk. <laughs> jerk what are you jerk. talking about? Infinity scarves are so three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> But is it blue or is it black? I don't know. God. All right. Um, Pinterest, yay. Pinterest age and gender demographics. 76, big shocker here. 76.7% of Pinterest global audience are women. The percentage of male pinners is increasing 40% year over year. That's interesting. Uh, 53% of female internet users in the U.S. access Pinterest. And 18% of male internet users in the States access Pinterest. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> That's interesting. Uh, Pinterest claims eight out of 10 moms in the US use the platform. And that's the thing, right? It's discovering what you can put up things about like uh, meals or homeschooling or decorating your kids' lunchbox, whatever. Um, the largest demographic of pinners in the USA are ages 50 to 64. Huh. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah how the, does this match i get well i guess it would match with the moms i guess it could be i don't know uh this age group makes up 38 percent of american pinners but gen z pinners are that name is going to kill me are up 40 percent year over year the same as dudes how about that <clears throat> interesting just to reiterate the largest demographic of pinners in the u.s are ages 50 to 64 interesting uh, the largest single demographic I, I so does that mean that 40 to 50 is not necessarily not an active pinner group it's just not the largest single that's there's not enough data oh can you scroll down so i can see that graph maybe <laughs> that shows it no thank you oh yeah see i mean like 30 to 49 is only four per five percent behind four percent behind yeah. And then 18 oh, to 29. Okay, yeah. It drops off like crazy 65 plus. <laughs> yeah, what, what happens there? Like, People what? start dying. And, 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 <laughs> but that, but I mean, if it's mostly women using this, they live longer. They do. You know, on average 10 years. And I mean, it's not just 65 to 74. It's 65 to 2000. Well, I, I think, yeah. think about it this way. That's 65 plus. Pinterest has been around for 12 years. That means these women were 52 when it launched. And probably kind of checked out of the Pinterest world at that point. That's a good point, right? So it'll be interesting to see this 
statistic change as time goes on. The thing that uh, stands out to me, I just can't help but laugh. Uh, the percentage of male pinners is increasing 40% year over year. Well, you know, when you go from one to two, <laughs> that's a hundred percent increase. Right? increase. <laughs> so, you so guys, there are 3.6 uh, as opposed to 3.7 males using this now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we, we have to report this anyway. I, I, you know, I don't, it obviously doesn't say, I'm not sure why they, I, I don't know if the stat just wasn't available for the percentage of, uh, men that are using it, but yeah. it's just not a thing for Pinterest, I suppose. Pinterest geographies. I keep, now that I've said it wrong once intentionally, I can't do it again. Pinterest geography demographics. The USA has the most Pinterest users by far. It has 86.35 million users, right? And they have a total user base of 431 million. Uh, so that's pretty significant. Pinterest users. Pinterest's user base outside of the U.S. is growing faster than the U.S. So as of Q4 2021, the U.S. has 86 million monthly wow. active users, uh, and there are 346 million monthly active users outside. So wait, they don't, but they don't break down, oh, they don't do any no. breakdown by country because, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's just, and they didn't even really, I mean, this stat, yeah, it doesn't even say how fast it's growing outside or inside just that it's growing faster non-us than you i gotta be honest though i i so many i remember when pinterest first first came out and it had this kind of meteoric rise right it seemed like anyway everybody was all of a sudden one day talking about pinterest but i i actually like the much more organic seeming and i know it's not organic that's the whole point is to be viral, but organic growth of it because it's much more genuine. And I think it tends to engage people much more strongly and um, more genuinely. Um, I like that. I, I, but yes, I think there's a lot of data missing from these particular statistics. So get on it. Statista. Let's go. Come <laughs> on. Um, Pinterest demographics by income and education. 40% of Americans who make over $75,000 a year use Pinterest, and 37% of Americans who have a college degree use Pinterest. That's a huge drop. So I wonder why that is, because I, uh, compare, you'd have to do some sort of like deep data analysis, but I think that it there are more people on things like Instagram with Reels and things like that, um, Snapchat, TikTok, all these people that are in the design space. Um, <clears throat> and I and I know I'm kind of like isolating Pinterest to design in my mind's eye, I guess. But that's where a lot of people are seeing these things that they like. I wonder if there's a corollary there. I don't know. You know? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That is a good point. Yeah. I wonder. It It's interesting that in the last two or three, it's been 89% of Americans with a college degree yeah. saying they used or somehow are using those platforms. Um, yeah, but not, not for the, uh, if you're, if you're going with the design angle, maybe not for the starving artists, the starving artists are too busy starving, <laughs> uh, to, to use Pinterest. I don't okay. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. All right, so there is one more group here. Should we, uh, should we pause? Yes, this let's do it. So tick, by the way, um, I'm going to tell you that 37 gerbils is 174 inches long. 174.8 inches. 
Okay, so do the reverse math. How long is one gerbil on average? Oh, uh, what what I say? Shit, thirties. Uh, twelve centimeters. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing to me here? I thought we were doing in, in the, empirical, uh, imper, empirical, imperial, imperial. There too. Oh, empirical. <laughs> <laughs> and then tw- so for that why are you giving me that's centimeters? 444 centimeters which is 174 inches boom i don't know how that <laughs> relates to a vehicle <laughs> <laughs> but if you were wondering there you go okay so it's like how they use hands for horses. that's what i'm telling right? you like but I feel like that wasn't an American or stone. That's like a European like thing. Like in Britain. Yeah. I wear four stones. <laughs> how many? Yeah. How, did, how much how do you weigh? You? 12 stones. stone? What the hell? How much <laughs> does a stone weigh? You want to have, <laughs> yeah, like, which rock are we talking about? Is it this rock? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the one from Stonehenge. Is it granite or pumice? Because I feel like both of those are stones that have a very different density. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> All right. TikTok demographics. Last, but most certainly not least, there's TikTok. TikTok is the seventh most widely used social networking platform around the world. The short video sharing app was first released in 2016, the same year that, oh God, that Beyonce dropped Lemonade. That's good. TikTok has become a social sensation with many, mostly younger folks, building entire careers off of the content they create. So, uh, I have definitely have thoughts on this. Um, number one, in one online minute, 167 million TikToks are watched globally. TikTok's global audience is close to 885 million people. Um, wow, look at that. That's crazy. All these stats right here. Again, if you're not checking this out, you really should. Check. Uh, TikTok ad reach age plus in terms of 11.2. Versus total population, 11.2. Yeah. Uh, so, wow. Okay. I'm curious about that. When we get to the geography section, I'm very curious about that. Because, yeah, you're on your change in TikTok ad reach, NA. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Why would they even put that in? Well, yeah. I wonder if it's flat or they hadn't figured out their ad revenue yet. That's interesting. Okay. Um, approximately excuse me, TikTok has approximately 29.7 million daily active users and approximately 120.5 million monthly active users. The average TikTok user is on the app for roughly 19.6 hours per month. And TikTok is the sixth sixth most searched term on YouTube. Weird. That's funny though, because there are people that engage TikTok by, it's like how Vine now shows up on YouTube. I get which Vine doesn't exist. Although, I predict it will be back because um, it was before it's time. But yeah. That, so, okay. I, I'm many people use to, I do not use TikTok. I admit I do not have an account. Didn't they used to be musically? I think they're still owned by ByteDance. Again, there's a lot that could be said here. I'm not going to get into, I do think TikTok should be banned. Not going to, I have some strong opinions. Yes. I've, and I'll just I'll just mention one yes. of them, and that is right. I'm pretty sure this was a TikTok phenomenon many years ago, and I I saw if I didn't actually see it happen with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed it was such a big phenomenon. But I was parked. I mean, I I knew I'd known about this thing, which I'll tell you about very shortly. I'd known about this thing floating around. Not that I was on TikTok, but I had heard about it because I think somebody got hurt, and uh, it made actual news. Mm. 
And uh, I was in my in a parking lot right after I got out of the grocery store and I was just, you know, put the bags away. I was about to leave and I look across, you know, like far down the parking lot. I don't know, like 50, 100, not like 200 feet away. There's some people going really slow in a car. And then all of a sudden somebody gets out of the car. Oh, and is like dancing alongside of it. But the person that got out was the driver. And and and, and, oh God. and I'm like, no, please. I think I actually filmed it. I mean, it was like such long. You should have put that, that on I, TikTok. I should, <laughs> yeah, look at this. Yeah, I mean, so I just, yeah. Anyway, but people have, yeah. It, it's a, it can be a place where really terrible ideas fester. And that I'm not saying that this is, Specific to TikTok, right? It, it, but for some reason, TikTok has like been the place for. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like Tide Pods, yeah. You know, and don't don't do that, uh, or or whatever the like the hold your breath challenge or whatever. You know, you name it. <laughs> Anything that that can put your life at risk for some reason seems to get its start. The end of your life seems to get its beginning on TikTok in many ways. Yeah, dude. I don't. I don't know why. I don't get why it. is that a thing? I don't get it. I, don't, I have thoughts too. Just don't do stupid yes. stuff. God. Yeah. It's yeah. regardless <clears throat> of platform. Just don't. Do yes. Stupid. Okay. Tick- TikTok age and gender. I already know what this is going to yes. say. Uh, 57% of TikTok users, all of them globally identifies female 43% male in the U S 25% of TikTok users are between 10 in 19? Oy. God. How? I didn't I didn't realize you could like use it. Uh, you could sign up for it at a certain age. Uh, and 22% are between 20 and 29. Of Americans 65 years old or more, 4% use the platform, probably because they're watching their kids and making yeah. sure they see what they're up to. 70% of American teens use TikTok at least once a month, uh, which probably means the other 30% use it every waking moment of their life. Mm. That's not an actual <clears throat> stat. No. I'm just saying that. That's a Jordan stat. Yes. Yes, it is. And here's a chart that's below this section. Uh, seven. I, I can't tell if that's like a, a one. I think it's seven so it's supposed ten. to be 17. Seven and 10. I think it's just a decorative okay. line. That's poor graphic design kids. (laughs) Seven in 10 American teens use TikTok. Percentage of teens who use the following social media platforms. So this is a percentage of teens based on a survey of 10,000 teens with an average age of 15.8. So we had 84% indicating they used Instagram at least once a month, 80% on Snapchat, 69% TikTok, 39% Twitter. Twitter, I was thinking about pinners, 32% Pinterest, 28% 28% Facebook and 3% LinkedIn. Yeah. Well, it's, look at those go-getters. Look at those people already trying to find a job when they're uh, out being working in the caddy shack. Dude. Right? I, I, again, I have strong thoughts on TikTok. TikTok itself is driving the algorithm. Like they're establishing the algorithm and they're putting their bite dance is allowing things. If you've not paid any attention to the congressional testimony about a month ago of the CEO who is from Hong Kong, Singapore, maybe, <clears throat> of TikTok, watch it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, there's TikTok. So TikTok is owned by a company called ByteDance, which is owned by the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. TikTok in China, which is a different 
I think it's called something different, um, is like STEM. It's like, oh man, here's this new engineering thing. Here's this. Here, it's STEM. It's educating kids. There's a lot of like, oh, here's why China's the greatest and all these things. And that's what it's doing here. It's like, go eat a fucking Tide Pod. Pardon my language. I'm so sorry. I don't know. Freaking earmuffs, kids. Just go back 10 seconds and reapply earmuffs. Dude, they're like, what are you doing? It's crazy to me. It's a spy app. Like solely, it's purely a spy app. I don't get it. Well, whatever. Sorry. I did not mean to drop an I, F-bomb. I made it this far. 21. Look, I can, <laughs> my, the show can You're drink now. It's, now it's time. Just be <laughs> dropping F-bombs everywhere. Oh man. Yes. You just have to suspend your inhibitions, I guess, right? Yes. And then, Sorry. Uh, but I mean, I'm still, I'm still sitting here shook <laughs> by the stat about 25% of TikTok users are between 10. Yeah. 10. Yes. In 19. I, my nieces are, are nine. Uh, they're not presently allowed to use social media apps. I cannot imagine the, the amount of damage every, that that could absolutely cause. Every tyrant knows that you don't need the parents. You just need the kids. Just saying. Unless you don't <clears throat> got that replacement rate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is the next? God, I want to bash my head in with that. Twitter <sighs> okay. or TikTok geography stats. <clears throat> TikTok is the most downloaded app in over 40 countries worldwide. It's available in 140 different markets and 35 languages. TikTok, TikTok's leading market in the world uh, based on iOS revenue is the US. So that means Apple revenue is the US. Uh, Peru has the oh, fast... Hold on. Pause, pause yep. that there. Pause that there for a second. I, iOS revenue? The, the app is free. TikTok's leading market. So maybe it's people oh, who are creators. Are they... Ma- yeah. Creators using the Paying iOS platform. For, okay, getting paid sure. by TikTok and therefore mm-hmm. generating revenue. I guess ads? Who knows? Peru has the fastest growing iOS TikTok market. Clearly, they just did. An I- oh, here's a couple of Google Play things. <laughs> Sorry, spoke too soon. <clears throat> Ireland, Ireland has the fastest growing TikTok audience. Ba- Everybody in Ireland is like, shut your face. <laughs> yeah. Ireland has the fastest growing TikTok audience based on Google Play downloads. Clearly, Android is bigger than Ireland. <laughs> In the TikTok, in the US, this <laughs> is going really well. TikTok users between the ages 15 to 25 grew 180% during the COVID-19 pandemic. Duh. Hold on. Does that mean the users grew? Because Probably. they're teenagers. <laughs> they were taking the, take it, taking, they were taking the eat a whole bunch of crap challenge. <laughs> I grew three inches this year. Holy crap. Hey, see if you can eat an entire loaf of bread challenge. (laughs) God. God. I did it. (laughs) Tyking. What is with me and the accents, right? Ireland and tyking. Going from Australia Australia, to Ireland. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Yeah, I'm not surprised that's the most downloaded app in 40 countries uh, worldwide. It's also really disheartening. Indeed. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything more to add in this section. Yep, agreed. TikTok demographics by income and education. All right, so I expect there expect there to be something interesting here. Twenty nine percent of Americans who make thirty thousand to forty nine 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 
30,000 to 50,000 a year use TikTok. 29%. 19% of college graduates use TikTok and 21% of those who have completed high school or less use the app. Uh, and that's those are really the only two stats here. So really, right, uh, 19% of college graduates use TikTok. I mean, we've gone from the high 80s uh, to the fifties down to 19%. What, I mean, if I'm not, if I'm misreading this stat, please tell me, but it seems like it's telling me that uneducated individuals are using TikTok. Yes. Um, am I, <laughs> am well, I misconstruing the state? I think point? it's just people again, and we're, we're gleaning data, which may or may not be there, but like the first thing, 29% of Americans make 30 to 30,000 to 50 K a year use TikTok. Uh, I, they, they need to blow that out a little bit more. I'd like to see the higher end of that. But quite frankly, if you've got kids that are sub 18, then they're probably not surveying them. That's a part of that. That's a huge chunk of the population using TikTok. That's I think right. it's that people who are more productive aren't using TikTok is basically what I see it as. If 19% of college graduates use TikTok, that means that those are probably the 19% that are not doing much with their underwater basket weaving degree <laughs> or their underwater basket weaving studies degree. Cause anything that says studies is probably pretty useless. Um, yeah, I, it's just people that are being productive. Aren't really on TikTok, you know, I, and then not, not yeah. certainly not exclusively, but sure. Sure. Of course. Of course. <clears throat> These are generalizations that, and we don't have all the stats, uh, but Right, 19% of college grads use it, 21% with high school or less. Um, so is that yeah. 50, 40%? For, so 40% of the user base Oh, is, well, no. No, I misinterpreted that. <clears throat> so, well, the first stat's kind of different than the second stat, right? right. So 19% of college grads use it, but 21% of people who have completed high school or are just born. Yep. <laughs> right. Because apparently they come out with a smartphone. Yeah. Like, Give me and TikTok phone. was preloaded yeah. in Ireland on their Android. Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Ireland. Anyway, I just botched that. Weird. Wow. Wow. I, I really hate to end on this TikTok note. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's kind of a down. I, I think that, and I don't, I don't know, man. It's like, I think it's that with many things relative to social media. So we're talking about this from a marketing angle. So there are a few things to be gleaned here. <clears throat> One, it's not inherently, it's, it's not like the platform set out to influence you to suck your time up. But what they do is they see revenue from sucking your time up. So they lean into the algorithm. We talked about this on YouTube. They're chasing the algorithm because it works. Um, so from a usage standpoint, from a human standpoint, I have two kids. I have a two-year-old and a 13-year-old. Um, from a usage standpoint, I, it's, it's a waste of time. But from a marketing standpoint, I think that the, the times where you are, I think it's okay for things to stand out where they deserve to stand out. And from a marketing perspective, I do think that there are some very useful platforms here. I mean, we use them with clients all the time, right? So like um, when you have somebody who is, is in the design space, so Facebook, groups on Facebook, Pinterest, uh, probably Instagram, all of these things are really visually driven places that interior design or, or even exterior design, whatever it is, design, uh, home design 
is going to be very impactful, right? So where you find your marketing in that space, sure, go for it. But I think it's just the completely vapid nature of some of these things that I can't get with. It's like, why get out of your car, driver? Why get out of your car and dance beside it? Darwin called that natural selection. But, (laughs) you know, survival of the fittest. Uh, Why do that? That's the type of stuff like the Tide Pod Challenge. What? Why don't you go try the play in traffic challenge? That'd do us all a favor. I, I, By the way, I'm not advocating for people to go play in traffic. Please do not do that. Dummy. If you're taking me seriously, maybe you should go play in traffic. I, I, don't do I just, that. yeah, Jordan's like reliable. I, I, it's the vapid nature of some of these things that I can't get with. I agree that, you know, social media when it started, um, when it really started, like when Facebook first came out, even MySpace and Friendster and all this kind of stuff, there was, it was fun, right? It was, it was talking to people about their puppies and babies and recipes and all that stuff. And while that, those things still exist, like I'm a huge, like mushroom hunting nerd. Like I found this big, huge chunk of oyster mushrooms yesterday. I cooked them up. Mwah! Little eggs this morning. Oh my God. That stuff is useful. Now, is it useful to Brandon? And I'm, am I biased? Yes, because I enjoy that. I enjoyed foraging for things and finding things out. Right. But it's still a useful skill. Walking beside your car while you wear nothing and do a hip thrusty dance. Yes, I know I'm a dad. Shut it. But like, why are you doing it? That's not useful, dude. That's not useful. And, and, and there's no community around it. Everybody's just <laughs> watching it to they're watching it because they know you're going to mess up and you're going to ruin somebody else's car or die. I I don't know. I I think that the socials, if we could get back to those things, but the fact of the matter is that if you do that, it's kind of like the sales I was talking about a minute ago. There are people that just chase numbers to chase numbers because it's a very short-term thing, right? Do this now, live fast, die young, right? And that's what I think that people, some people are doing in sales. They're like, I'm trying to sell and in marketing, it's what a lot of agencies do. They are chasing the sale now, one time, on a contract, because they understand that they will never get that contract again, number one. And number two, they have to get it now because the results and customer service is so bad that it's it's not a long-term thing. It's a short-term satisfaction. Um, it's kind of like, actually, alcohol, you know? I mean, that's... It's a short-term set because the next day you do not feel fantastic, but it's a short-term thing, right? It's also not good for you. So there's a corollary there. Um, I think that, again, finding those relationships, leaning into those relationships, valuing those people, whether they're a client side or the people that you want to co-create with, the people that you want to go out and speak to as somebody who just really loves running shoes or hunting for mushrooms or whatever, foraging fiddleheads or whatever it is, if those things are valuable to the person, but we're, what we're trying to do is to, again, chase that algorithm to those things that are quote unquote valuable to what? To this amorphous being that's out there, maybe watching your videos, you're chasing likes. So at the end of the day, I think we're chasing a dopamine hit based on nothing of substance. So it used to be that where you would see all these great things on Facebook. And it was cool because you could, oh, look, I haven't seen so-and-so in 20 years or whatever it is. Those are great, but we're not there anymore. Now people are chasing the algorithm to chase likes, to chase dopamine. For what? Really, for what? You know, if it's for revenue, 
on a sales side, I firmly believe in that. I really do from a marketing angle, chase it, but chase it and give people something, give people evergreen content that they can use that's usable. And big hint, by the way, when you're using all of these platforms, you know, that guy that did the heating element replacement video, I think they were like, oh, somewhere in the Midwest. And I found the thing, I replaced the thing. Now, if I want to, I'm going to drive people back to them because they go, here's how you replace it and here's where you can buy it. So I'm much more likely to go and then buy that thing from those people. Create something that people can use because there are a lot of people that are going to be watching a video like that of replacing a heating element. They're going to get halfway through the first two minutes. They're going to be like, I can't do this. As soon as they're like, take the whole front off your dryer, they're going to be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't even own a screwdriver. Can I do that with like a nickel? Just... (laughs) 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 <laughs> so, but don't give, don't give away the, what is it? Don't get, if, who's going to buy the cow if you give away the milk for free. And so if you're somebody who has a service or a product or whatever it is, give people 90% Joe, who's the CEO of Mondo does a great job of this. He's like, yeah, you could do this all yourself. And I've said that to people before. I said that to a guy uh, named Scott Swagger who owns Advocate Roofing a while ago. And he goes, Brandon, can I do this Google ads thing myself? And I said, yeah. And he was like, really? And I said, yeah, dude, I could also learn how to put a roof on a house just like you now on YouTube. And he laughed and I was like, I'm not joking. We can learn how to do all these things, but we're not going to take the time to do it. Uh, So give people... 75% of what they need to do the thing, make it very clear how difficult it is and how much skill or understanding you have a particular industry or whatever it is. And that's where your marketing lies. If you're an interior designer, go look, here's what I do as I consult with my client and do this and this and this to make sure that we have the light. We come over there during golden hour to see how this is going to react to the light and this particular plant, where is this planted? You can't just plant it in the south part of the, well, the south part of the house, because then it's going to have too much sun as opposed to over here. You know, make sure that people understand where your value proposition lies and value proposition almost always exists in experience. No one cares about you getting out of the car and dancing. Congratulations on your skill. That's useful in wartime where you're like sending off a bomb laden vehicle uh, to maybe, and go do a dance then see what happens. Soapbox off. <laughs> now that we've gotten all of the milk out of Brandon, we no longer need him. That's, That's right. it. We're, we're wrapping this Good up. Lord. Sorry. No, that was great. Thank you for really tying that all together. Yep. Uh, I really have nothing to add, and it, it would be a shame for me to say <laughs> anything else. I was That was perfect. That was perfect. Thanks, really, buddy. from a marketing perspective, I will just say marketing, yes, super useful. At the end of the day, these social media platforms are for consumption, and if you're being a good capitalist, you use them in some way, shape, or form, right? We consume. That's part of our role. That's part of our duty, yep. right? There are ethics and, and things of that nature, that are kind of, yeah, they're beyond the scope of uh, what you need to consider as, you know, I'm not saying ethics are beyond sure. the scope of what you need to consider as a marketer, <laughs> right? But in the sense of paying for ads and getting ROI and actually meaningfully delivering products or services to people that want them, they're looking for them. It's not like, you know, it's not like it's, it's some, uh, not a shell game, but it's not like you're forcing no. this upon people uh, that don't want it. So anyway, yes, absolutely, absolutely useful to use these platforms uh, to your to your net gain. Yes, it's a win-win. Indeed. Awesome. Good times. Well, 
Yeah, it's great times. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening, for watching. Uh, as always, please share, like, subscribe. If you have any questions, hit us up at uh, podcast at trimondo.com. Uh, and yeah, wherever you're listening, whether that's Overcast or Stitcher or YouTube or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or even Audible. It's not there yet, but maybe one day it will be. Uh, yeah. And don't forget to come in for episode deuce deuce. <laughs> 222s. 222s. We're going to get it. Thanks so much, Jordan. Thank you, as always. B-Dogs in the house. Get out. He's out.